worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the, the epistle, 1 John chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard have which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Verses 1 through 21, 1 John chapter 4. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Uh, thank you for the word of God, the Bible, the written word of God. And thank you, Lord, for the fact that amongst other things, your word is a book of love. It's a book of grace, mercy, and peace, and compassion. And thank you, Lord, for the truth that as we 
Spend time with you one-on-one reading and meditating on your word. You're molding and shaping us to become more and more like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What a blessing, what a privilege, what an honor it is to be able to walk with you in your word daily and to become more and more the loving follower of Christ that you've called us to be. Empower us more and more to live a lifestyle of love, grace, and mercy wherever we go. Thank you, and we praise you for the privilege of being your vessels, your hands and feet in a world that desperately needs to see what your love looks like. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer, and he's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we love you today, and we recognize it's because you first loved us. And, Father, to, to think about the way you loved us through Jesus, your, your Son coming down to the, uh, this, this fallen world, to live on this earth, to be mistreated, be abused, and uh, nailed to a cross, ultimately, to die there, to be buried and rose again, and he sits at your right hand now. Father, we're thankful for what that, that wondrous act of love for people like us. Help us to, to reflect that same kind of love. Father, we know we could not do it to that degree, but we can love, Father. We ask you to help us to do that even today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you for being a part of our listening family. And now, Rick, while I'm thinking about it, I recall a listener emailed recently and they indicated they really love to hear you pray. Ah, okay. <laughs> so praise the Lord. So now I'm thankful that the Lord's given me a desire to, to talk to him, you know. Amen. Amen. And what a privilege it is for us to be able to talk to God in, his, in prayer daily. And as we read is where we get to hear and interact with him as well. You know, in the Word of God, you know, amongst other things, we know this, that the scripture that I just read draws this out. One of the powerful, many powerful truths about God that we learn is the Word of God tells us God is love. It, does, it doesn't just simply say God is a loving God. The Word of God tells us in 1 John chapter 4, God is love. And today we're looking specifically at the topic, the wisdom and power of love. How important it is that we as believers learn to take our definitions and our perspectives and our understanding from the Word of God. Because the tragedy is in the world, we often get wrong definitions, wrong perspectives, wrong ideas. You know, you hear people talk about they love a person, but then they may say they love pizza, they love their shoes, they love uh, whatever, they love their car. But the fact is, that can water down the meaning of the Word of love. If if the, Bi- the Bible does tell us, and of course, because we know it's true, when the Bible tells us God is love, that's profound all by itself. And it's important that we define things from a Bible perspective. So keep in mind then, you know, if you want to live a scriptural life, you need to live and reading, live reading and meditating on the scriptures daily on a regular basis. If you want to live a biblical life, you need to be one who reads and studies the Bible. So, As we're looking today uh, at the topic, again, our topic for today is the wisdom and power of love. We're wanting to help you get a better and a clearer picture of love as the Word of God defines us. But also keep in mind, this is a practical topic because one of the goals is that we would be better equipped followers of Christ Jesus, better equipped disciples who know how to live a life of love, a life that honors and glorifies the Lord. So again, we 
read from First John chapter four, and I would encourage you to go back and read John chapter First John chapter four several times because there's so much in that pow- powerful passage of scripture, and and of course, very clearly, it says more than in, in more than one place. It tells us God is love, and meditating on that truth is a wise thing for us as believers to to do as well. Just think on that. God is love. He's not just a loving God, a loving Heavenly Father. He is love. So part of what that means also is that the kingdom of God is the kingdom of love. But also that means the word of God is the word of love. And the Holy Spirit, he's a Holy Spirit. He is love as well. And so as we understand these important truths it's helpful for us to understand the Holy Spirit's going to teach us and he's ready to teach us how to live and walk them out. Father, thank you for the opportunity for us to look in your word and allow your word to help us better understand the wisdom and the power of your love at work in the world and at work in our lives. Help us to become better equipped disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ who are full of your spirit of love, full of your grace and mercy, and who are vessels through which your love can flow mightily daily through our words, our actions, our attitude, the things we say, the things we do. We thank you and praise you for that privilege. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, in the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 21, it's a unique chapter in the Word of God, but it also has some important insights to teach us also, once again, about love. Again, this is the Gospel of John, chapter 21. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And in this way, he showed himself. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we're going with you also. They went out and immediately got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore. Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, Children, have you any food? They answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it, and plunged into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from land, but about 200 cubits, dragging the net with fish. Then, as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals there and fish laid on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish which you have just caught. Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to land, full of large fish, 153. And although there were so many, the net was not broken. Jesus said to them, Come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them and likewise the fish. This is now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? 
He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, Follow me. Then Peter, turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following, who also had leaned on his breast at the supper and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? Peter Seeing him said to Jesus, But Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, If I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. Then this saying went out among the brethren that this disciple would not die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he would not die, but if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies of these things and wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which, they, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. Verses 1 through 25, John chapter 21. Father, thank you again for your word. Your word, the word of God, the written word of God, which is a book of love, a book of wisdom, a book of grace, a book of power. Father, more and more, help us to fall more in love with you and with your word with every passing day and stir us more and more to be the faithful, diligent students of your word you've called us to be. Thank you for the blessing that is ours as your word molds and shapes us to become more and more like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as we get into your word and spend time with you one-on-one each and every day. We thank you and we praise you for the privilege of spending time in your word of love every day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we're looking today at the topic, The Wisdom and Power of Love. We'll be right back. Is anyone able to break the seal and open the 
Andrew Peterson, is he worthy? Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking today at the topic, the wisdom and power of love. And again, in part, part of what we're wanting to do is encourage us as believers in the body of Christ to to take our definitions, our perspectives, our thinking from the Word of God and based on the wisdom of the Word of God and not the wisdom of the world. Again, too often the world gives us wrong definitions, wrong perspectives, wrong ideas about so, so many issues. You know, the world often will say, I love you because you're pretty. I love you because you're smart. I love you because you make me laugh. I love you because you give me money or all sorts of things. But genuine love isn't a love that says I love you because. God is a God, amongst other things, is a God, a God by love. I love you, period. It's a, it's a love that's a giving love. And remember this, based on the word of what the Word of God teaches about love, remember this very important simple truth. Genuine love always gives. Love gives. Love seeks to bless. Love seeks to carry out the work and the will of God. That's an important truth to understand. So when a, some, someone says they love you, but they're always asking you for this and that, and they say, I love you, so you should do this for me, again, that doesn't sound like love based on what the Word of God teaches us. John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So keep in mind an important truth for all believers to remember in all circumstances. Love gives. Love is about giving of itself. Love is about seeking to be a blessing. And so another way to put it is love is to be about ministry. It's to be about seeking to be a blessing to the world around us. And remember, when we do the will of God, when we're doing his will, that's always ministry. We just read John chapter 21. Well, you recall, Jesus directed them before they realized it was Jesus, told them where to fish. He told them where to throw their net. Well, they obeyed and caught a huge net full of fish. Well, you might, you could ask the question, well, was throwing the net into the lake, was that ministry? Yes, it was. Anything God tells you to do, that's ministry, and it's an act of love. Why? Because God is love, and anything he tells us to do will be from the motivation of love. So one of the, one of the truths about John chapter 21, and I would, I would encourage you, I would challenge and encourage every listener to do this. John 21 is a unique and a powerful account in Scripture that you only find in the Gospel of John. Matthew, Mark, and Luke don't carry this account, but it's a powerful story, a powerful account in Scripture. I would encourage you, go back and take time to read over John chapter 21. And then after you've read it once, go back and read it a second time. Read and meditate on it several times because there's so many truths, powerful truths about following the Lord. But amongst other things, it's largely about 
following Jesus. It's largely about listening to Jesus and listening to the Lord. Well, when you follow Jesus, you're following the Holy Spirit. And, of course, the Word of God is the Word of, God, uh, is the, Word of the Holy Spirit as well. When you're reading the Word of God, you're drawing from, on the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So, but the whole chapter is largely about listening to God and following him. You may recall initially they wanting, they're wanting to eat, they're hungry, they're fishing, can't catch, they didn't catch anything all night long. But then Jesus appears on shore. They don't know it's Jesus, but he tells them where to fish. They're, not, they're probably a little wondering who is this person telling them how to fish, where to fish, but they go ahead and obey, and they catch a huge net of fish. All of a sudden they realize that is the Lord Jesus. Well, again, they were unsuccessful in what they were attempting to do until they listened to the voice and the guidance of Jesus. So they catch lots and lots of fish. And even after catching all that fish, when they come to shore, notice Jesus invites them to come and eat breakfast. When they come to shore and bring all that fish, all the fish they caught, they didn't even need it. Jesus already had breakfast already fixed for them. He invites them to come and eat with him. So my guess is that was the best fish dinner they ever had. And so they spend time with Jesus on shore. And then Jesus has a side conversation with the apostle Peter. Keep in mind, remember, coming up to the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ, Peter had denied Jesus not just once, not just twice, but three times. And so Peter had effectively fired himself from being an apostle, you might say. Well, Jesus graciously and in love, you might say, reinstates Peter. So chapter chapter 21, verse 15, once again says, So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know. That I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Again, verses 15 through 15 through 17. And now keep in mind, an important truth for you to be mindful of is this. Again, notice Jesus is teaching Peter and teaching us all at the same time. What does he say to Simon? He asks him three times, do you love me? Peter says each time, yes, that he loves him. The first time Jesus responds is, response to his words are, feed my lamb, feed my lambs. The second response, tend my sheep. And the third response, feed my sheep. In other words, Peter, do you love me? Prove it with your actions. If we genuinely love the Lord, we're going to show it through our actions. And keep in mind, how do we show, in what way do we show it through our actions? We carry out the ministry the Lord calls us to. Remember, the Word of God and the Spirit of God teach us to live a lifestyle of ministry, reaching out to a world that desperately needs to be touched by the love of God. And so our goal is to listen to the Word of God and the Spirit of God and live a lifestyle of ministry. Love always gives. Love always seeks to give, and we're all called to a lifestyle of love. That means every believer is called to a lifestyle of ministry. There's so much work in the world to be done. 
And remember, one of, if not the most loving things you and I can do is share the gospel with a world that desperately needs to hear it. You know, when we're evangelizing and doing the work of disciple-making, we're loving people. Again, every human being's greatest need is the need to know Jesus Christ. That's the biggest need every human being faces in life before they come to know Christ. And once they come to know Christ, then their need is to grow up and to mature in their faith as well. So as we love people enough to share the gospel with them, if we love them as we love them enough to encourage them in their faith, then that's one of the great ways whereby we we walk in the love of God. We're simply doing what God has commanded us to do. We're carrying out the Great Commission as Matthew chapter 28 reminds us, go into all the world and make disciples. So one of the ways whereby we live a life of love is living a life and a lifestyle of sharing the gospel as we go, sharing the gospel as the Holy Spirit directs us, sharing the gospel because that helps address the biggest needs of the world. There are lots of problems in the world, but the biggest problem is people that don't know Jesus. And that's the biggest problem to be addressed. So we as the church, that's our job. So a part of walking in love, walking in the wisdom and the power of love, is knowing that, yes, if you're a believer, then it's your responsibility to be a bright and bold witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a part of walking in love. And when a believer fails to be a witness, they fail to live a lifestyle of pointing the world to Christ, then, then we're not walking in the love of God like we should. Because, again, it's so important for us to be about our Father's business. So to walk in the wisdom and power of God's love, amongst other things, is to live a lifestyle of living to do the work of evangelism and discipleship. Father, thank you for the opportunity you give to every one of us of being involved in this wonderful work. Lord, even today, if we ask ourselves, have we been involved in the work of sharing the gospel today? Have we been involved in the work of encouraging others to draw closer to you and to live their faith? Have we been involved in the work of encouraging believers in their prayer lives? Have we been involved with the work of encouraging believers to read and study your word and live your word? Father, touch us, Lord. Often, Lord, Father, we've not, we've, we have fallen short. Often we've not loved you enough to do and live the lifestyle of evangelism that you would have us to live. Often we've not loved you enough to be about the work of making disciples like we should have. We confess our shortcomings, Father. By faith, we repent of of our not being about your business like we should be. Forgive us, Lord, and Lord, fill us anew with your Spirit. Stir us to be faithfully carrying out this critically important work that you would have us to be about. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. So again, keep in mind, one of the truths that we really want you to grasp from the broadcast today is Love gives. Genuine love gives. That's the nature of love. And remember, God is love. And as we're walking with God and following God, then we will become imitators of God. We too will become givers, people that give of our our time, our energy, our witness to point people to Christ, but also giving of ourselves as well. Remember this, just we think of this, the Uh, I heard a very powerful message on Sunday, and the pastor from the pulpit, he shared that he was looking at some of the devastation he saw about the tragedy of the earthquakes that have happened in Turkey and in Syria. And he said it moved him to tears, and he 
went online and Googled and was trying to find ministries that are on the grounds in there helping, and he decided he was going to give to one of those ministries. Now, why would he do that? Well, let me say this very clearly, because he's a wise pastor, and he's a wise follower of Jesus, and that's a wise response for all of us, as opposed to us looking at the news and saying, isn't that sad? Isn't that tragic? We should do something. Remember, as Jesus spoke to Peter, he said, do you love me? He said, feed my sheep. In other words, minister to my people, minister to my sheep. Genuine love gives. Genuine love doesn't just feel pity about a situation. Genuine love takes action. It does something. Love gives. I'm reminded the story of a young man by the name of Johnny who wanted to write his girlfriend a love letter. And he wrote, Dear Jane, I want you to know how much I love you. I love you so much I would climb to Mount I would climb Mount Everest if you were at the top. Jane, I love you so much I would swim the Atlantic Ocean if you were on the other side. Jane, I love you so much I'd walk on ten miles of hot coals barefoot just to get to you. That's how much I love you. And he put sign Johnny. Then at the bottom he put PS, I'll see you Saturday night if it doesn't rain. What do we learn about Johnny? Johnny is a lot of talk, but not a whole lot of faithful action. Genuine love has action behind it. Love gives. Love is involved in ministry. Love is involved in reaching out to a world that's hurting with the love of Jesus Christ, giving of our time, our energy, our finances, our whatever we may have to bless the world and point them to the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for the opportunity for us to imitate you as Ephesians chapter 5 tells us. We're called to be imitators of you, and we're called to life and a lifestyle of love. Help us, Lord, today to live in your love. Help us to live so that we're living a lifestyle of ministering to those around us. Help us to live and walk in such a way that our words, our actions, our attitude will bless the world around us. Help us to live in such a way that we're yielding to the Holy Spirit who teaches us and empowers us to walk in love. And we're simply saying, Lord, use me however you desire to use me to bless the world and point them to the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord, to know that time is too precious to waste. Every day is an important day in the economy of your kingdom and the, in the economy of eternity. Help us to be about your business every day, seeking to make the most of our time and our opportunities to impact the world with the gospel, to impact the world by helping to make disciples, helping believers to grow up and grow stronger in you, and help us to live in such a way that we're simply living as bright, shining ambassadors for your kingdom that's showing the world what the light of Jesus is all about. Thank you for that opportunity. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we're looking today at the topic, the wisdom and power of love. We'll be right back. Because 
my king amazing love thanks for listening to the hour of intercession here on american family radio we're looking today at the topic the wisdom and power of love and we're reminding you as a believer keep in mind it's critically important that we take our definitions our perspectives our thinking from the word and the will of god because the world will often give us wrong definitions wrong perspectives wrong ways of thinking and remember this If we're going to live a life of love, we're going to live a life of doing ministry. We're going to live a life of giving of ourselves because, remember, love gives. Love always gives. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Our goal is to live in such a way that daily through our words, our actions, our attitude, the things we say, the things we do, we're pointing the the world to the Lord Jesus Christ. We're helping believers grow up and grow strong in their faith. We're loving a world that's hurting, a world that's in pain, a world that's going through difficulty. We're showing them what the love of Jesus looks like as we minister to them in our own lives and as we give and support the work of ministers that are out there that are in position to be on the front lines of ministry, showing the world what the love of Jesus Christ looks like. I'm going to take a few moments, uh, an article we've shared before, but I want to take time Uh, Once again, one that reminds us that the words we speak are powerful. Obviously, the Word of God is powerful, but the words that we speak as well are powerful as well. The the article, and of course, if you want to get a copy, just email us, joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to do that. But this this article is entitled, Words That Bless, Words That Heal. Proverbs 18, 21, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And then Proverbs 16, 24, gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. And then Proverbs 15, verse 1, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Words are powerful. The words we as people speak every day are much more powerful and effective than many and most of us understand. Our words can do things far beyond what we sometimes seem to realize. Words can help make someone's day, and words can ruin someone's day. Words can lift people up, 
and words can terribly discourage people. Words can give people hope, and words can help people to feel hopeless. As the scripture already stated says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit, Proverbs 18.21. Again, our words are powerful, much more so than we as human beings typically understand. A saying that used to be popular years ago stated, Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me. This is possibly one of the biggest lies you will ever hear. Words can hurt to an extreme degree, and people use them to hurt others every single day. Yet for us as believers, followers of Christ, our goal is to use our words every day to bless others. We are to seek to live a lifestyle of speaking words that habitually bless others and point them to Christ. Our words should bless others, promote healing in people's lives, grace and encouragement in the lives of those around us. We should habitually lift others up by our words. It is, in fact, relatively easy to bless others and encourage people with our words if we wisely and very deliberately seek to do so. Well, what are some words that we can speak as a lifestyle and habitually that can bless others? What are some words that can promote healing, grace, and encouragement in the lives of others. Well, here are a few. Thank you. I appreciate you. Please, how can I help you? I'm sorry. I apologize. Please forgive me. How can I pray for you? What can I do to bless you today? You are awesome. You are a blessing. I believe in you. I believe you can do it. You will do great. Continued words that bless others. Reading God's word every day can bless you a lot. Reading through chapters in the Bible can bless your life a lot. Make time to pray daily and it will bless your life a lot, etc. And obviously these are just a few words, but words that can bless and encourage others in their daily lives. And obviously when we share the gospel and witness to others, inviting them to receive Christ, These are some of the greatest healing words in all of life that we can share with others. Acts 16.31 says, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. On the other hand, negative words can be hurtful and discouraging and toxic in this world. Some words and phrases to avoid using include the following. I don't like you. I don't have anything to apologize for. I can't stand you. You're not worth anything. Can't you do anything right? You always say or do the wrong thing, etc. In James chapter 3, we're told much about the effect of our tongue. James chapter 3, verses 1 to 12 tell us, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a force is set ablaze by such a small fire. 
and the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. James chapter 3, verses 1 to 12. We are wise to pray the prayer found in Psalm 141, verse 3, every day of our lives. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. So we are each wise to assess ourselves and our words. We are very wise to judge the words we speak in our life and as a lifestyle. And we are wise to ask, do my words bless and heal and encourage? Are my words kind? Or do my words hurt, sting, and destroy? Or do I go back and forth and do both? Our clear goal should be to live a lifestyle of blessing those in our world with our words. May we each make it a goal to pray for the Lord, to make our tongues a blessing to all those we come in contact with everywhere we go. Again, the title of that article is Words That Bless, Words That Heal. And if you'd like to get a copy, just email us at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Glad to share it with you. And so keep in mind, as we conclude our, our broadcast today, our topic today, the wisdom and power of love. Remember this, when we're doing what Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 tells us, it says, be imitators of God as dear children and live a life of love. Remember, God is love. And as we follow God and as we serve him, we too will live a lifestyle of love, being a blessing to everyone we come in contact with. You know, whether it be through our words, our actions, whatever we do, Remember, our goal is to live in such a way that the light of Jesus shines through the things we say, the things we do, the lifestyle that we live. May we live every day to demonstrate the love of God through our words, our actions, our attitude. And remember this, as the article just alluded to this, it's very easy to bless people with our words if we deliberately choose to do so. But on the other hand, if we allow ourselves to function in the flesh and we just speak words that come to mind or come to heart, you know, Often we can say words that will hurt others, discourage others, and even point them away from the Lord Jesus Christ, and we don't want to do that. Father, thank you for the opportunity that you give us to be vessels of your love and your mercy and your grace. Thank you for your Holy Spirit who is love, who teaches us to live a lifestyle of love, who guides us to live a lifestyle of ministry and a lifestyle of love. Thank you for your word, which is a word. It's the word of God, which is the word of love that teaches us and helps us to walk in your love each and every day as well. Lord, help us to be wise enough to fill our minds and our hearts with your word every day and thus to be re-empowered by the power of your word to walk in your love. And help us to be wise enough to ask to be filled afresh with your Holy Spirit every day, who is the spirit of love, 
who teaches, guides us, and helps us and empowers us to walk in your love. And Lord, thank you for the opportunity for us to be hearers and doers of your word, your word which teaches us, molds us, and shapes us to become more and more like the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the privilege and opportunity to live a lifestyle of love each and every day. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Again, our topic today has been the wisdom and power of love. And again, if you wish to get a copy of the article that we shared earlier, words that bless, words that heal, my email once again, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We're glad to share it with you. As we usually do before we end the broadcast, if you happen to be listening today and you've never made the step of asking Christ to come into your heart to become the Lord and Savior of your life. Today is a wonderful day, a great day to make that step. If you'd like to be saved and commit your life and place your life in the Lord's hands, would you simply pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so, so very much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and I've done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In the word of God, you told us, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer for the first time today, we're very much desiring to be in touch with you, to be in communication with you. We'd like to share with you some resources, some literature that's going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Simply email us at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We're glad to share that with you. And again, for the article that we shared earlier today, or for any of the other resources that we provide, simply email us, same email, joseph at afr.net. We're glad to share them. We desire to share them so that you and I can be co-workers in the kingdom of God doing the work of evangelism and discipleship together. Again, joseph at afr.net. We've looked today again at the topic, the wisdom and power of love. Thanks again for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.